What's up, my podcast listeners? This is your host, Rafael Matuszewski, and I am pumped to be speaking with you today or, you know, if you guys are watching at home. So glad to have you see me in my dwelling. As you can tell, I am not in my, like, workout space, so today is going to be more so of just a little chat, you know, you and me just hanging back and hopefully you're listening to this as you're, you know, driving into work and about to start your week. And for all those who like literally listen to my podcast the moment I upload it, thank you because it's so interesting to see, you know, the moment I upload a new episode and an hour goes by and I go back and just like refresh to see how many listens I get. And it's like, 44 people already listened to my episode like that's pretty fucking hardcore you guys are so awesome so thank you for that support um today what we're gonna go into is the importance of joint health but before we get into that i'm gonna make a an opportunity not an opportunity make the effort to kind of um remind everyone that my new book the ironclad body training system is taking shape quite a bit. Um, I think I will be able to release it the first week of October, the way things are going. And, you know, if you haven't done so already, put your name down for my presale list. So if you hit the show notes of this episode, I'll have like a Google form and all you have to do is put your name and email down. And basically when my book is ready, you are going to be able to get it before anyone else. So before I even have my entire, you know, launch and pre-sale and all that, the people that put their names down are going to get it first. And I'm still working out the details, but most likely I will have a physical copy and also the ebook version. Um, with the physical copy, we'll see how things go. It might be a little bit more expensive because obviously print, but you know, it is what it is. And it's going to be a thick book. It's going to be like a textbook. So get ready. And even as we speak right now, like I'm editing videos, like tutorial videos for my book. And I think I have like four more tutorials and I am like done filming. And I just have a couple more things I just need to like sprinkle in and it's going to be done. So if you are one of those people who bought my first book, the second volume of this, like think about that book, but like put it on steroids, like it's out of this world, it's gonna be amazing. And there's a few surprises that I've added that I'm super excited about. So stay tuned, hit the show notes and um, put your name down for that pre-sell list, it's gonna be worth it. Um, from there, we're gonna ch chat about joint health. So a lot of the posts I've been putting up has been, you know, movement related, not so much weight loss related, whatever it is. And I have this conversation a lot with people where it's like, great, you wanna lose weight, you wanna lose fat, awesome. But if this vessel of your body is not able to withstand the stresses of like fat loss workouts, you're not going to get really too far. You know, that's, it's equivalent to like you deciding to race in a NASCAR race with a Honda Civic. 
you'll be able to go around the track, but you're not going to do well. You know what I mean? Like, imagine if you took the time to be like, I'm going to save up money and buy these tires. I'm going to buy this other stuff. I'm going to hire a pit crew and all this kind of crap. So you become, you know, more prepared in order to perform at something like a NASCAR race. A lot of people, especially our general population people, where they get that motivation in the beginning to go, I want to start exercising. My friend's doing this class. I hired this trainer. There's this boot camp down the street, and you follow the program that they put out for everyone. And you start doing it, and you start noticing some aches and pains. I'm not saying that everyone's broken. What I'm saying is that most people, based on the environment that we live in, don't have the necessary requirements or prerequisites in order to do the exercises that I see or have seen in most fitness settings. That doesn't say that you have to stop exercise altogether because you're like, oh my god, my joints don't work. It's more so finding what exercises actually work for your joints. You know, like I seen every program, like online trainers do this all the time. It's like woman wants to build a better looking backside. So then the program has barbell hip thrusts, barbell back squats, barbell deadlifts, awesome exercises. But maybe for that, you know, woman that is, 37 years old that's trying to get back into it and wants to, you know, develop a strong backside, good-looking glutes, hamstrings, you name it, may not be able to get the full benefit of that exercise. So one of the things that I've been doing recently, so for those who don't know, um, I've been recently certified in the functional range assessment where it looks at, you know, the body on the whole of what, you know, capabilities do you have when it comes to movement? And when we go through the FRA, the functional range assessment, joint by joint, movement by movement, and it gives me a clear um, kind of guideline or, you know, metric of where you are, you may not have all the things necessary in your shoulder to do something like a back squat. And for those people who haven't been following me for a while, your shoulder has a lot to do with something like the back squat, right? So now imagine this person that I did the FRA for and I figured out that their left shoulder and right hip are like at 20% of what a shoulder and hip can do. So now you take that 20% shoulder and 20% hip and you put yourself in a back squat uh, environment where you need a shoulder and hip to be functioning at a hundred percent. So what happens? Faulty squat patterns. And a lot of times when, you know, a, a coach or trainer sees that the back squat doesn't look good and is like, gotta go lower, keep the chest up, just go lower, you know, take a bigger breath, like go wider at the feet. Like, Sometimes those things work, but most of the time you're not going to change someone's anatomy right there and then, right? Sometimes what happens is that one, the person's progressed way too quickly to go do those things and they should be doing something else. 
And number two is like, no matter how much the coach yells to go lower, hips like it could be bone on bone. They could be pinching. They like there's so many things. And I tell this to every single person that um, decides to do an FRA. Like they say they do a hip car, so hip controlled articular rotation at the very end of the FRA. And they feel, they literally can feel that their hip doesn't move the way it should. And then I go, okay, so out of 10, 10 being like the best hip in the world, no issues, out of 10, where are we at with your hip? And a lot of times people are like four, five, and I'm like, okay, so we're at four out of 10. Your hip is at 40%. You're asking your hip to do 100% movements something's going to give eventually, right? Something's not going to be happy over time. So rather than going square peg in a round hole over and over and over again, I always say this so many, like literally I posted today um, in the morning, a post I put out two years ago about, you know, how your body when it's like, say like perfect, this functioning at an optimal level, it's kind of like a blank canvas, and now you can start painting beautiful pictures on it. And when you finish painting, like you're gonna have this beautiful portrait. But now imagine the canvas being your body and you have that 40% hip, that 20% shoulder, and that canvas is like, there's holes and tears and stuff like that. And then you try to paint over top of it. And like, you can be like the freaking Van Gogh trying to paint over a terrible canvas it's going to look okay, but it's not going to be like the best work. Like no world renowned artists could do their best work on that. And really how I look at that is kind of like the reflection of your movement quality, right? Like your blank canvas that has some holes and tears or whatever is trying to paint, you know, a beautiful picture by doing a movement like a back squat, which would look amazing on a lovely blank canvas it just doesn't happen right and a lot of times like even from a coaching perspective when i'm you know mentoring other coaches under me you know it comes down to the shit test right like when you walk down a street and like something looks like shit smells like shit most likely it's shit so you use the same rule when it comes to exercise so when you look at someone doing a movement and you're just like I don't, I don't know, something, something was weird there. Something doesn't look like it should. So most likely it's not good form. And in that case, you know, like, why bother pushing yourself into those positions where your body physically can't meet the demand? And that's where a lot of times people injure themselves or something flares up or something sore. And now they have to stay away from that exercise. Like that is like the worst thing is like my knee hurts when I do fucking walking lunges. So I'm not going to do walking lunges anymore. And then eventually that becomes now walking lunges and back squats hurt my knee. So I'm not going to do those two things. And that eventually turns into walking lunges, back squats, front squats, any kind of squats. Anytime I put my knee in this position, it always hurts. So I'm just gonna like stop doing lower body stuff and just focus on this instead. And then 
you like never address the issue. Like for some reason, when it comes to exercising, people will avoid things and not deal with it at all and do other things. And then eventually those things become things that you can't do anymore. And then eventually you become a person where it's like, I can only do hip thrust because everything else hurts. And like, it, it doesn't have to be that way, you know? And a lot of times too, like people who have these issues will tell their trainer if they have, you know, someone that they hired. And like the worst thing that I see is this client of yours expressing that X hurts or when I do this thing, it hurts, blah, 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 blah. And they're like listening and they're like, you know what? We'll no, we won't do that and we'll just do this. Whereas the conversation should be like, are you seeing a physio or Cairo massage? Like let's book you in with somebody to address the root cause. And not like, you know what, we'll just never do back squats anymore. You know what, we'll never do walking lunges anymore. Because those issues are going to pop up. And it's most likely due to that 40% hip or 20% shoulder. And if you don't do anything about those things, things are going to get worse. We all know is that as we age, joint health is like the number one thing that prevents us from doing the things we enjoy. So why wouldn't you want to place a priority on joint health? And that doesn't mean you're doing yoga. You know what I mean? Like I've utilized yogis in my training, um, especially in kin stretch, and they find it challenging. Which just goes to show like there's a lot to be done if someone's having trouble with, you know, a movement like you know, you're in a 90-90 position and you're trying to lift your leg into abduction and all you get is cramps. Like, that's kind of a big red flag because if you do a lateral lunge, that lateral hip needs to be able to function without a weird, you know, motor uh, pattern. Kind of going off the path. But the key thing here to understand is that if your joint doesn't work as a joint, you know, should then if you decide to do something like a back squat, walking lunges, bench press, whatever it is, bad shit is going to happen. And I think now people are starting to understand that, you know, maybe I need to be able to move and feel better. And that's where I've kind of been seeing um, clients in the fitness industry kind of going towards because they've kind of, you know, figured out that, and they've probably been through it so many times where they start exercising, something hurts, they go to physio, chiro, whatever, and they realize that, you know, my shoulder always does this thing when I do X, Y, and Z. So they're looking for other options. But here's the thing that uh, I find super interesting is that, you know, every joint in your body, so like your neck, your shoulder, your knees, your ankles, your hips, the nerves that surround those joints you know, they give you feedback, right? An example of this is like, say you tore your ACL, like right away, you fucking know you tore your ACL. There is an interesting thing when it comes to pain, where say I like walk down the hall and like bump my 
forearm onto a table. Like, I'm like, oh, that, like, hurts. And essentially what happens when that, you know, external force hits my forearm to cause pain, you know, that signal is sent to my spinal cord. It goes up to my brain. The brain decides what to do. But for some interesting reason, when we tear a rotator cuff right into our shoulder, that pain signal does not go to our spinal cord first. It bypasses that and goes straight to the brain. And it's a quicker response. So now we have all these joints that are kind of placed in a hierarchy or like an organizational pattern of a system. And this is exactly what like the FRS company that you know has Kinstretch, FRC, FR Release, and FRA talk about. Like this system, you know, we're like the joke that Dr. Andrew Spina says, like we're just like the nervous system and meat, and the nervous system dictates what the meat can do. So if our joints that are directly related to our nervous system, right to the brain then it would make sense that we should make sure that these joints are optimally, you know, moving, grooving the way they should because they have a huge influence on what the rest of our body can do. So if the joint doesn't have the health or integrity it needs to have, then what chance does the rest of your muscles have to perform something like the back squat, probably very, very small. And when I put someone through the FRA and they can actively feel that their hips, their T-spine, their shoulders, their neck don't move the way they should and it feels like a grind, it feels you know, like a challenge, like a lot of work. And people will say things like, holy crap, that felt like a workout. And I'm like, yeah. And you are going to this boot camp class or CrossFit or whatever it is. And you're constantly throwing your body into movement positions where you may not be ready for. Now, what I want people to understand is that you shouldn't just stop exercising. A lot of those movements can be scaled back and then find that variation where, you know, you could do very, very well in. So... I know that if I get somebody, I'm not gonna fix your joints like that. Most of the time I don't have enough time to do something like that because tissue turnover takes a long, long time to you know, make it happen, right? Like if I had someone doing kin stretch with me twice a week, um, you know, in six months, that's where we could see a lot of change. But um, knowing that I have to make you know, the decision that, you know, the person also wants to lose weight and move and feel better. So I need to find exercises that can fill those holes, fill those gaps. And, you know, I always kind of rack on, like rag on um, the back squat, bench press, deadlift, because those are the ones that you always see all the fucking time, right? So another thing I wanted to bring up is like, you know, people doing hip thrusts, awesome exercise. But again, do you have the requirements to do that most likely not most people have low back pain most people have a desk job most people have tight hips so you're telling me let's place a barbell with like 
I don't know, 95 pounds to 150 pounds to 200 pounds, and now thrust your hips up into hip extension in order to activate your glutes? Do you really think a person that has shitty hip mobility, that sits all day, that has, you know, minimal amount of movement already has the capabilities in order to drive that weight up and activate their glutes at a maximal load? Probably not. Probably not. Is there other ways to develop those glutes to get to the hip thrust? Right? So a lot of times it's like you get that person that wants to have a better backside. You do the assessment and you're like, yep. So every time you extend your hip, your low back goes. Every time you extend your hip, your hamstrings cramp. So why not learn how to do a glute bridge first? Let's get really good at glute bridges. So now I designed this program for a person where after four weeks, their glute bridge looks amazing. They're getting their glutes engaged. They feel it. They're moving better. They're feeling better. Their low back's not hurting. It's like, okay, let's like progress it. Let's just do like a hip thrust with your shoulders on the bench, body weight. Let's keep going. Now you're doing that for four weeks. All good. Let's put a freaking sandbag on your hips. Let's go single leg. Let's now try the barbell, but not off a bench. Let's just do a barbell glute bridge. Like those are the steps that people need to take, right? As a person that's exercising, if you're in a class setting, and you see the program or whatever the coach decides for you to do, you should ask like, is there an easier version? Because the answer is yes, there is always an easier version. Like if someone wanted to back squat and they had zero business being there, let's maybe goblet squat because usually that's the safer option. People can usually do a pretty decent goblet squat. And at what point um, do you like progress? Like. As you see that they are moving better and they can maintain a neutral spine and the knees track over to the toes and all that bullshit that people say that you should be doing when you squat, then it's like, let's just go heavier. You know, like, even for myself, like, I still goblet squat. Like, you know what's really challenging is if you decide to goblet squat with a 100-pound dumbbell, like, that's fucking hard. I 100% would say that's a lot harder to do than a back squat with 135 with shitty form, right? Like get more for what your workout is. A lot of us have not enough time in the week to fit in three hours a week of workouts. So if I'm gonna do a barbell back squat with 135 that I can only do quarter squats because my body is not able to do that movement, and I'm just, you know, burning X amount of calories because I'm not getting enough muscle activation compared to like, I'm putting a hundred pound dumbbell in front here and I'm utilizing my entire core in order not to like drop forward and then I'm squatting and I get a better depth, I have better muscle activation. Like that's more bang for my buck. Like why wouldn't I wanna do that? That's the same thing that I do with my clients is like, I do a really thorough assessment. I know where you're at. So now let's utilize those exercises with, what you have found in the assessment. So then you get the most bang for your buck, right? Like I have never had a client in my career where they had to take off time because they were injured. You know what I mean? Like now imagine, and I've brought this up on my show so many times that if you were able to have more time in the gym per year, you'd want that. If you were able to train effectively more per year and continually progress yourself, you'd kind of want that approach compared to like 
I'm going to try my best to pick up whatever fitness class and then hope for the best. And if something hurts, I'll just stop, right? Like I've never had that situation where someone had to stop. Again, like I work with a lot more, you know, so-called broken people. Sometimes they have flare-ups and they need to take that time off. But then we get to a certain point where they start showing up a little bit more. They get that consistency, their rehabs in place or seeing treatment, whatever it is. And things start coming together. But for the most part, general population people, they need to follow the right amount of um, exercises that, you know, their body's able to do. And a lot of times they just don't know, right? Like, this is why I believe that people need to hire a credible trainer to give them those options. Because it's going to be really hard for you to figure that shit out on your own. And, you know, like, even investing just, like, your local trainer that you've researched to do a thorough assessment and give you ideas of what you should and shouldn't do. Like, every trainer should be able to do that, but not a lot are, which is the sad thing. But essentially, what I would love to see is, like, someone doing an assessment and the trainer going here's all the exercise you should be doing. These are the ones you should stay away from right now. And here's options down the road if you decide to hire me or here's some homework things, things like that. Like those are the services that people need. You know, like I know a lot of people want to be independent while training, but you still need some help on the way. It's kind of like if I decided to do my own plumbing, like sure, I can go on YouTube and read articles and go on Reddit and all that bullshit. But eventually like, I'm going to end up spending more time like failing and eventually just hiring someone to do it because down the road, a pipe is going to burst and I'll be like, well, fuck, I don't know how to deal with this. I'm going to just hire somebody and I would save a lot of time. Long story short, joint health and integrity should be your number one priority, then consistency, then your patient, then you'll see success. This is how I relate everything to fat loss because joint health trumps all if you don't have joint health you'll end up doing that yo-yo up and down cycle throughout the entire year where you're training consistently you have to stop training consistently then you have to stop so really really think about that um if you need more help with this kind of stuff like kin stretch is where it's at um i would highly recommend you reach out to me to kind of get an idea I literally have people that reach out to me to see if they can do an FRA or an assessment online, you know, through Zoom. More than happy to do that with you to kind of give you some ideas. It's pretty interesting how people reach out for that because now Zoom is like such a normal thing. And, you know, I want to help people move and feel better. So just think about it. Joint health overall, over everything. Seriously, if you don't have joint health and you don't have movement, um that's it for me you guys thank you so much for listening thank you for the support hit the show notes add me on facebook add me on instagram subscribe to my youtube channel because i've been posting a lot of videos so keep up to date that's it for me you guys until next time